Hey, uh, I have something I want to read to you real quick before we get started today. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read you a, a movie review, and then I want you to, um, well, I just want your thoughts. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what the movie is. Oh, guess the movie. <clears throat> well, kind of. Hall. Yeah, I mean, it should be pretty obvious. So um, this is the this is the one blurb. There's something depressing about seeing all these impressive cinematic gifts and all this extraordinary technological skills lavished on such puerile materials. Perhaps more important is what this seems to accomplish, the canonization of comic book culture, which in turn becomes the triumph of the standardized, the simplistic, mass-produced commercial artifacts of our time. It's the triumph of camp, that sentiment which takes delight in the awful simply because it's awful. We enjoyed such stuff as children, but one would think there would come a time when we might put away childish things. <laughs> End review. Wow. What? Um, so obviously the guy loved it, whatever he was watching. Big fan. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, what do you, like, what's the first movie that comes to mind when you heard that review? Um, comic book movie? Campy yeah. comic book, Ant-Man? Right. Comic book movie is what? You know, comedy, I mean, a co- kind of a funny comic book movie. I guess the next question I have is, when do you think that review was written? Like, what? just give me a ballpark a year. Um, sometime in the last 10 or so years, 15 years. No. No, that review was written in 1977, and it was about Star Wars. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was written by a guy. Uh, I have his name right here. His name was Jay Gould Boyum. And uh, Wall Street Journal. Bet he's a really fun dude. <laughs> he sounds like a fucking Hume ghoul. Yeah, so we, you know, I found, um, so, uh, dear listeners, you m- maybe you ought to tell you that um, today, this is going to be a very special episode where we talk all things Doctor Who. No, sorry. Oh. Star Wars. I know I didn't get your hopes up. But yeah, no, I came across this review. And I was floored because as I read it, it just made me think of like what people are saying today about the da- like, damn cinema, you know, these movies for kids, yeah. you know, and like, oh, okay, so these crotchety old boomers have been saying the same shit. You're not allowed to say boomer. Night. I didn't say okay, boomer. <laughs> um, I, actually, this guy probably isn't, a, isn't even the boomer. He's whatever generation came before. Um, but yeah, they've been, saying the golden this, generation. they've been saying the same thing for almost, it's almost going to be 50 years here pretty soon. That this guy, you know, that people have had this sentimentality. Um, but then, you know, I started reading other reviews around Star Wars about that time. And it, was, uh, it wasn't as evenly split as I thought it was going to be. Most, I'd say like 95% of the reviews were like, this is a lot of fun. This is a game changer. And this is going to change the way that people experience cinema. And there was just those 5% of this turd. Who was like, you know, right. you can't have fun if it's not about a queen. Then why even go to no, the cinema? I, I I think that the there's a sensibility to yeah. If it's not, if I don't have to sit there thinking constantly throughout it and not just lose myself in enjoyment of it, well then it's not really a film. It's not art, right? Which is fucking bullshit because well, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder, yeah, right? And it's super subjective. Uh, the reviews yeah, are super and, subjective. And this hey, guy man, is probably ninety you know years old, and he was like, "Nope, it's not for me." You know what going to cinema is about? It's about fucking selling popcorn and fucking candy bars and soda pops. Sure. So, honestly, you know, Fellini, I mean, excellent. But the reason why these things are things, cinema is a thing, is because it's about making fucking money and getting people into, into getting arses in seats, yeah. buying fucking popcorn and Twizzlers. And oh boy, did Star Wars make some now, fucking your, your money. Now, your man over there isn't aware of that. He just thinks, oh no, the cinema is an art and it's supposed to be 
thought about and contemplated. And sometimes it is. It, yeah, sure. But you know what? Sometimes it's just supposed to be fucking fun. And I, I'm glad you talked about nowadays because um, there's a... Oh, if I can get my fucking phone to work. Oh, boy. Uh, there's... Um, I found... Because, uh, you know, obviously with the whole uh, MCU thing and then people are weighing in about that. Specifically, Martin Scorsese, who is a, a film director I fucking love. I love practically everything he's done. Um, from the Mean Streets to uh, Raging Bull to um, uh, Goodfellas to you know is Martin Scorsese he's f- Taxi Driver yeah yeah there's no no one's questioning his body so, work um, so Martin Scorsese said this about an MCU uh, some say that Hitchcock's and I know this is Star Wars but let no me no, just, no it's it's relatable some yeah. say that Hitchcock's pictures had a sameness to them and perhaps that's true Hitchcock himself wondered about it. But the sameness of today's franchise pictures is something else again. Many of the elements that define cinema as I know it uh, are there in Marvel pictures. What's not there is re- uh, revelation, mystery, or genuine emotional danger. <laughs> Nothing at risk. The pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands, and they are designed as variations on a finite number of themes. They're, they are sequels in name, but they are remakes in spirit, and everything in them is officially sanctioned because it can't really be any other way. That's the nature of modern film franchises, market research, audience tested, vetted, modified, re-vetted, and remodified until they're ready for consumption. Now, I'm not going to say oh, he's not 100% off there. Sure, Because yeah. some of the things he said kind of ring true. Yes, yeah. I, I would agree. Yep. But to say he said specifically without emotional danger, that's for bullshit. Yep. Now, without emotion, 100% bullshit. Because as we discussed at length during multiple podcasts about those fucking films, specifically the Marvel films, that's all we had was emotion. We were overcome with emotion. And if that magic, that that how you feel, how we felt, isn't what fucking cinema is all about, well then poor Marty's fucking wrong. Yeah. And I say with all due respect, but of course when people say all due respect, they mean fuck you. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And 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 this fits in with what that fucking guy said in 1977. Well, look what happened, man. Star Wars. Is elevated beyond cinema. It's gone be- way. It beyond. is. It is a fucking lifestyle. It yep. is a fucking. It is a subculture. It's a fucking culture. It is. It is in and around us, on a consistent basis. Oh yeah, it's ubiquitous. So it is. So so Coca-Cola. who? It so is, who was wrong here? Who was? Wrong? I don't ne- see. The thing is, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I just think that you know. I think when you're a critic, for though, him, right? when you're a critic, though, you, you have a. You're supposed to take a step outside. Obviously, it's your opinion that people are reading, but you're supposed to take a step outside yourself. At least, what I think a good critic does: take a step outside himself and go, "Okay, this is not for me, and this is why A, B, and C, D is not for me. This right. is why it's bullshit." But yeah. I understand why people would like this. I understand because we say that all the fucking time. Hey, I think Last so, Jedi. This is not, this is shit. I don't think it's a good movie, but I mean, I think it's great because it's great. It's a Star Wars sure. movie. It's not just just not for me. Some people think that's the best one so far. Mm-hmm. They're fucking wrong. But, I mean, I think that that's... It, it, the best critics do that. Critics like that guy didn't do that. Everything was too... Everything was probably... He probably just liked shitting on it. He's He was so woke back well, in 1977. Did, did you, he just liked to cr- criticize things and shit on Correct. He, it's like, the, did you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a food critic? And they give him the yeah. job because he's, like, over-critically, over-critical about everything? Well, that's the kind of way I think about most critics is it's like... You know, if you're like, hey, it's great, it doesn't sell papers. Right. You know, if you give this overinflated, you know, snooty fucking review of something, it's shit, and this is right. why I think it's shit, and hopefully you'll think that I'm more intellectual and right. because I think this thing Look is how shit. Smart I have hyper version. Oh, you didn't like Would that? You like I love it. My farts? Oh, you love that? I, I hate smelling it. my farts. Yeah. So, but I coming back around oh yeah so welcome everybody uh so we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about star wars related things uh yeah. we probably won't talk about the rise of skywalker too much because 
you know, um, hey, it's all speculation at this point. Right. But that review was in 1977. The fact that we're still talking about new Star Wars material, like The Mandalorian, which just uh, came out yesterday. Um, we've got, you know, obviously a new movie coming up. You know, Thanksgiving's around the corner, which means that it's time for holiday specials, Rudolph, Frosty, uh, the Star Wars holiday special. We, You know what I'm talking about. We watched that year after year because it's so good. That's not, that's not true at all. It was actually really terrible. So even it has had some, Star Wars universe has had some low notes. So we're going to talk about the holiday special a little bit. Uh, we are going to talk about The Mandalorian and what we thought because we've both watched it. So spoilers. Um and, uh, you know, we'll talk about some new revelations that we've seen as as uh, <laughs> Disney Plus. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is great. To just stir in the it's pot. whole new world, stir baby. Stir in the pot. Uh, and then we also found a, a really fun clip that we want to play for you a little bit later about another reviewer who thought poorly of Star Wars and the defense of the movie by two well-respected reviewers. So um, buckle up. Buckle up, hotshot, as Princess Leia would say to yeah. Han Solo, maybe. No, this ain't like Dustin Crops, boy. Get out of my way, you walk a carpet. <laughs> Come on, what else did you think Scruffy looking nerf herder. Uh, moon jockeys. <laughs> moon jockeys? Yeah, it was in a deleted scene. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Shit face! That was in a deleted scene, too. Okay, Polly, you ready to play a little bit of music? No. Now, I, this is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Ah, Star Wars. If they should buy wars, please let these Star Wars stay and pay. How about that nutty star? It's about a, it's a minute and 20 seconds long. Total. All the creatures in there. And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars. Those near it. Star Wars. My seventh winner up here. Star I wish I could say that I remember seeing that for the first time. Um, would have been like 78, 79. Yeah. Nick uh, Winters, a.k.a. Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. The amazing Bill Murray. That's how ubiquitous it was, man. Star Wars was everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was on everything. Um, I read this thing the other day about how it was one of the first movies that had like multiple reviews. Like, like they had great ticket sales, you know, for people going out to see it. But then it was like one of the first movies where people were like, I've seen it 20 times. And this yeah. one lady was like, I've seen it so many times that I know all the dialogue. <laughs> My now. eyes are bleeding. Well, she was like, <laughs> she was like uh, I've seen it so many times that I know all the dialogue by heart. And I'm going to challenge myself by writing out the script fucking and taking nuts. it with me on the next viewing to see what I got wrong. No, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's I mean, I love Star Wars, too. But that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, every fandom has its nut jobs. Um but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Well, we're 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 kind of doing Star Wars. Sure. Well, uh, when and where did you see it? Uh, I, where was the drive-in? Okay, cool. It was a double feature with Who Gives a Fuck? Because I don't remember anything else about it. I was sitting. Right. It was in the back of um, sitting in the back of my parents' car. 
I had to have been maybe four years old, yeah. four or five years old, because it would have been in 78. We didn't, my hometown didn't get it in 77 when it came, it, it had already been out for a while. Yeah, because like you live in, it's like live, like me living in Dublin. It, it took a, over a year. Yeah, it took, to it, get to it, it took a while. In fact, my fr- my parents had a friend who had moved to California and was in town and was like, you got to go see this movie. It's got these robots. And my parents were like, well, what? I mean, actually, no, my, both my parents are were into sci-fi. So they were like, yeah, this sounds rad. And then we went. And uh, I'm sure I'd probably fell asleep. Whatever the second movie was, it was probably some horror movie that came out at the time. But I do um, remember my grandmother used to fondly tell stories about the next two weeks of me walking around the house as like a four or five year old doing going. (laughs) And they were like, you're like a toehead. Why are you not identifying with Luke Skywalker? And I was like, well, you know, (laughs) Darth Vader noise is fun. It's fun to it's fun to do. I saw in a place called uh, in the theater was called The Grand and it was in a place called Fairview, which is just outside the city, downtown Dublin. Um, and uh, it was a, a good year and a half after it officially came out. And I was aware of it. I mean, I knew what it was. And I sure. wanted to go see it. And it, I had to wait till it came to this cinema because this cinema was a little shittier, a little cheaper than going into the city to see it. And uh, I got taken for my late birthday present. I must have been nine, maybe eight, seven, right around that age. Yeah. But I remember it was in May... And it was um, same day as the FA Cup final because I remember um, Arsenal playing, and I rather wanted to go see this film. And it was a choice, though. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then um, went to see it, and I remember crying on the way home because I I was so I loved it so much that I was so sad I'd seen it because then I can knew self aware little child that's at the time. insane. I was yeah. I, I knew I would never have that first experience. Like your innocence again. is lost. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would never get to see that have that first experience a joyous first experience again little junkie-esque you know what I mean um, I could never mainline that hard again yeah. Star Wars because I, I was I'd already seen it so yeah. I was upset about it um, but I would say you know, we talk about Star Wars and Star Trek all the time and then to the point where you know which is your favourite yeah we, who's tuned out already and we do, <laughs> and you obviously are Star Wars 100% and I say I'm Star Trek sure. right yeah. of course we love both as well right. yeah because um, there's enough yeah. but, but my question to you is uh, specifically um, do you think because I've been thinking about this lately um, Star Trek being so much more accessible and so much you know because it was every fucking week from the original series and then through the next generation you could watch that pretty much oh, every right. week yeah, I see whereas Star saying. Wars you couldn't yeah. you had to wait for years for any new any new input Content. that you could get anything right yeah? and especially when you're you know back in the day in the 70s and 80s I mean because there was no computers and stuff yeah Wow, <laughs> that's a weird thing no, to no, say. No, 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 I, I, I but, get your meaning for but sure. But you, you had to wait, wow. and then the anticipation of that then, did that kind of lead to that? Or did the familiarity of Star Trek, because the familiarity of Star Trek obviously helped me, and that's why I probably love it more than I love Star Wars, because I just, I just could, had access to that more. There, there may have been an element of that, but I think because I was exposed to Star Wars so young, Star, Star Trek was pretty heady. Right. So like it was like, wow, I like it, but you know, I wasn't, it wasn't, directed towards me there's too much nuance you know there's um like there was commentary social commentary that just sci-fi as, versus as a, sci fantasy sci-fi versus exactly exactly yeah. that's what it is um but i do catch your meaning about like just that thirst for any kind of content um we were also broke as fuck growing up so i remember right. um my grandmother would get like the sears catalog or the jc catalog and it was you know like everybody catalog shopping because we didn't really have like stores and shit um, but you would open it up and there'd be like a whole st- like toy section mm-hmm. and you just like me and my buddies would just drool over right. all yeah. of the, the toys and stuff. 
My cousin had a TIE fighter. They were rich. And in fact, I think I I can't remember if it was a. This is gonna sound really fucking weird, especially to people not not familiar with it. But it was either a book that I got at a book fair, or or a box of cereal that had a uh, square, thin as fuck record attached to it. Right, that you would peel off, like peel off the inside of the box of cereal, yeah, and then you put it on like a like a record player, and it was like a little little forty five, but it was it, it was, was square fl- and it was floppy. Oh my like, god! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and it was. Yeah, um, that's they're cheap. They like, used to give. I know, yeah. know what you're talking about. So it was either a book or Flexible. um or or cereal that was on the inside the box, and it was like um some music and and dialogue from Empire. Wow! And it was just like, whoa, this is the coolest thing ever. I could just listen to the Empire theme over and over and over. Um, I don't remember what the promotion was. I can't remember if it was a book or a film, but I remember like that being like the Ark of the Covenant, how delicate, like right. <laughs> don't touch it with, put don't, these gloves don't on. Let you your know, friends like, look yeah, at it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, keep it under glass. You know what? Interestingly enough, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, it took so long again to get to Ireland. The book came out first. I read the book before I seen the, saw oh, the film. Wow. So that spoiler, yeah. and I actually spoil it for a buddy of mine because he would see, <laughs> he would sit watching me read the book. And I would go, oh my God, this bit just happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much yeah. we wanted yeah, Star Wars. I'm and there. and then I read that line, that Darth Vader to uh, to Luke line. I read it. Was like, oh, and I went going, oh my God, like just fucking. So I didn't experience that in the movie theater. I, I experienced it in a literary sense. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know if it had the same impact. Possibly not. But then again, maybe. I don't know. It's I hard think- to say. Because people always say the book's always better than the movie, which in most cases probably is. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I get that. I hadn't. I get that. I had to wait, and then finally got to see Star Wars. It was a double bill, just a Empire. fucking spectacle. You know, I saw Empire that movie Strikes back to back with my grandma. She took me to see Empire for the first time. It was a, a matinee, and we watched it. And I was so jazzed and so geeked out that we, she was like, "Do you want to see it again?" And that's cool. And I said, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I do." And so she, we turned right around, bought another ticket, and walked right back in the theater. That's God cool. bless her. I mean, like, because this is not her thing at all. Yeah. But, you know, having this, like, seven-year-old kid with her yeah. that was just, like, eating everything up. Um, we saw, but I saw of, Star Wars, Double Bill, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Wow. The first time I saw Empire was right after we after saw Star Wars. Star Wars. And it was fucking great. It was so cool. And it, we, mass, we mass surprised us. Just brought us into town, like, on a Friday. Uh, we were out of school. It was a summertime. And we just brought us into town and goes, oh, I have tickets. We got the, we used the tickets that we used when the, the, the concessionaire saw my dad with his five kids. Oh, we I brought us to the black hole yeah. Yeah. and they gave us free tickets. Yeah. I mean, Ma brought us in then a couple of years later, whatever. And uh, speaking of the black hole is on Disney Plus, by the way. Yeah. I watched Star Wars the other night. And um, they, um, the original movies that I love that are shit. The, uh, uh, we, we watched, yeah, we got the double bill of Star Wars, followed by Empire Strikes. Fucking brilliant. It was such a, it was amazing. Right. See, See and think about how you felt then watching those two movies and how I felt getting to watch it twice with my grandma yeah will lead us into this next thing um i came across on reddit the other day someone had posted this video um it was from i don't remember what year it was it's like 82 i think or 83 maybe right. but it was um it was ted koppel interviewing a film critic in new york who's shitting all over these films and then two um unlikely heroes that are kind of going to bat for it which is um simpler times back then this yeah. is actually real tv this is real tv prime time tv prime time yeah, exactly this <laughs> is what, like a cable outlet this, show the, or some shit yeah this is our this was our news uh there was probably a hundred million people watching this shit yeah all right here we go it's a couple minutes long so bear with it yeah joining us now live from our new york studios is john simon film critic for the national review and drama critic for new york magazine 
from our Chicago bureau, Gene Siskel, film critic for the Chicago Tribune. He's and dead now. the syndicated television series at the movies. And Roger Ebert. And so is Roger. Yeah. At the movies and film critic for the Chicago Sun-Times. Mr. Simon, you described The Empire Strikes Back, the second in this trilogy, as malodorous awful. And I understand you're also well able to keep your enthusiasm in check for the third in the trilogy. Why so unkind? Well, I think um, the uh, raves for the early Star Wars have been so violent and so uh, extravagant that I feel one cannot afford to mince one's words if one dislikes these things. You one certainly did not do that. Uh, but, but why do you feel they are so bad? I feel they're so bad because they're completely dehumanizing. I th obviously, let's face it, they are for children or for childish adults. They're not for adult mentalities, uh, which unfortunately um, <coughs> means that they're not for a lot of my fellow critics who also lack adult mentalities. But anyway, um, they are for children. Sick burn, and bro. They're brutalizing <laughs> children. They're stultifying children. They're making children uh, dumber than they need to be. It's kind of like cigarettes uh, for children, stunting them. Yeah. Children, Star Wars is cigarettes. Like Huck Finn, for example, tells a child something about reality, about people, about life, about growing up. These films try to keep children stupid. You man's a racist. Forever. And that, I think, is wrong. Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert, if you would like to remove the dagger from between your ribs and strike back, have at it. I totally disagree with Mr. Simon. I don't know uh, what he did as a child, but I spent a lot of my Saturday matinees watching science fiction movies and serials and having a great time of being stimulated and having my imagination stimulated and having uh, all sorts of visions take place in my mind that helped me to become an adult and to still stay young at heart. And I would say not that I'm childlike, but that he is old at heart. Yeah, when I, uh, Boom, I from yeah. Roger. I do what I did over the weekend. I went to a regular movie theater at a shopping center in Michigan City, Indiana, and I sat amid all the kids, usually with one tall head and a lot of small heads. Were they dumber than they needed to be? No, they weren't dumber, to quote that in interesting phrase. <laughs> uh, they uh, were ecstatic. They were enjoying it, and they were rooting. They were asking each other who's who. They were getting all involved. They were rooting for the right guys and booing the bad guys. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I feel badly, honestly, I feel badly that this uh, other critic, John Simon, didn't have a good time at these pictures. That's too bad for him. All right. While it would probably be more fun to have you sling mud at one another, all three of you, let's talk about the let's talk about the movie. Nevertheless, mm -hmm. is it a great film? I mean, it's it's clearly great technology and it does uh, wonderful things with special effects. But in terms of the normal standards by which we judge movies, is this a great film? John Simon, clearly, you say no, but why? Well, first of all, you know, special effects are like the tail of the dog, which should not wag the whole animal. Um, when you have a film that's 90% special, and that's a kindly estimate, 90% uh, special effects, uh, you might just as well be watching an um, animated cartoon. Because finally, all, that, all those special effects begin to look totally unreal. Uh, there is, there is, you're looking for something that looks like flesh and blood there. You have three lousy actors in the main roles who don't contribute much flesh and blood. You have ghastly dialogue, terrible wow. plotting, <laughs> like the miserable characterization, yeah. which also do not contribute flesh and blood. So what you're left with is something that Walt Disney could have done just as oh well my God. with wow. the drawing yeah. board <laughs> and pencils and colors. Which All right, Roger Ebert, uh, beyond the undeniable... Let's, let's pause. I want to pause that there for a second. So w wait until... Because Cisco says some like All right, revelatory shit All right, right let, here. Let's go. Let's go with Cisco yeah. here. Is or Abrams. by a great many people. 
How would you argue that it's a great movie? These are the sorts of movies that Disney people should be making and the kinds of movies that Boom. Disney made uh, 20, 30 years ago. I think all movies are special effects. Movies are not real. They're two-dimensional. A film goes through the camera, the projector throws the light on the screen, and that makes a special effect. It's a dream. It's an imagination. As to whether this film is good or not, it excited me. It made me laugh. It made me, it made me thrilled. And uh, that's what... That's what a movie like this is for. I also enjoy films by Ingmar Bergman and people like that. I share that taste with Mr. Simon. But I try, I think, in my own movie-going taste to be broad enough to also understand why a bunch of people might want to get together and see a Star Wars movie and enjoy it. Gene Siskel, is it, is it not possible to I, separate I love these two and to say, this yes, next there's bit. such a thing as great entertainment, but it's not a great movie? Let's not pretend it is. Well, you can say what its aspirations are. I don't think that a film should be rewarded for uh, aiming low and hitting that mark, which sometimes in film criticism you do get that. The sort of junk movie is can't be fun. I don't think this is can't be fun. I think this is well-made fun. Uh, this is very good of its kind, and I want to cite another film that's out now that shows you what this kind of film can be like if it's junk, and that's Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hold up, bro. Space Hunter, come on. Special. Uh, the Jedi film is in 2D, and it's a lot more exciting. Uh, just seeing those pictures back-to-back, -back, as I did over the last week, one clearly is better of its kind. I think Jedi is very good of its kind. What do kids have these days for entertainment? They have the Black Stallion picture, which I know uh, we both liked. I don't know if Mr. Simon did. And you have the Star Wars films, and that's about it. Not much more. This is very good of its kind. Now, Mr. that Simon, is a great point, too. as low as Space Hunter? No, I'm happy to say I haven't. <laughs> um, I think I'm there are wonderful things ever. that you could take kids to. There's a little film called Tender Mercies, which is not a children's movie. Jesus. But in which a child is the main, one of the main characters. And that is the sort of thing that I would take my children if I had them. There you go. If I had if I had about children. human beings, about life. In this thing, you see one set of robots, some of them ostensibly flesh and blood, but actually just as mechanical as the real robots, attacking another set of robots. It zaps you, it, it, it races past you, projectiles are hurtling this way and that. There's nothing to get involved with. Sure, there is a very primitive sense in which the Empire is bad and a very primitive sense in which the others are good. But it is all such a chaos, such a jumble, such a confusion, such a mechanical, technological, uh, whirly gig that you don't have any chance to associate yourself with anyone, to identify yourself with anyone. There are no people there with whom you can sympathize. That's just way off. experience yeah. and seeing it again with a whole bunch of kids. They were able to sort out who was who very right. easily. They had no trouble with this picture understanding what was going on. I got to ask Mr. Simon a question. Here's sort of a test question. Wasn't your heart warmed even a little bit by Yoda? Um. I'll tell you what, we're, we're in a bit of a tough technical situation here because Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Simon right. just lost his earpiece. But if you can hear us again, <laughs> I now, can Mr. Hear Simon, you. Yes, I heard the you, question. You were asked whether your heart wasn't warmed a little by Yoda. Well, yes, I mean a little. Uh, <laughs> but let's say if I saw him in a window of F.A.O. Schwartz and I looked at him for three seconds and said, that's a kind of cute little figurine, I would have had enough of Yoda. Listen, three seconds of acceptance on your part, Mr. Simon, is all that we can hope for and all that we have time for. I'm afraid at this point I thank you and Gene Siskel and also Roger Ebert for joining us. Boom. Yeah. Yoda would say, go fuck yourself, you should. Yeah, fuck yourself, you should, yeah. Um yeah, so I think I, it's funny. Uh, well, I, I did stop it there, and, and I you had a thought. Yeah, probably the thought I had was um, was the, the Ebert thought was excellent. Well, just just calling to into fucking reality what happened. Yeah. that Disney now does on those, um, but I think that Walt Disney and the P 
pictures that he'd made up until that point, um, those classic uh, Walt Disney films like Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, and, um, and then what they've done with Pixar moving forward, animation specifically, some of the greatest films ever. Oh, yeah. Like, you look at, you're talking about emotion and, and, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and performances and and how, how they make you feel. Like, mm-hmm. Toy Story movies, um, Coco. Coco fucking I makes mean, me cry every time. It, I know what's coming. So, so for him to say, to, to, make, to be flippant about Star Wars because it was, it, it was almost animation is, yeah. is, is, is such a wrong point. He's double wrong there, which yeah. definitely does not make him right. And yep. him having not any children is kind of interesting because... Um, perhaps if he did have kids and then would see the delight and wonder that they would probably have for this film instead of bringing him to see fucking Tender, tender Mercies, mercies. Yeah. Um, w- maybe that would would have made him rethink his, sure. his position. Yep. And again, it kind of calls into what we just discussed about sometimes a critic needs to step outside himself and then let's take a look at around and who is enjoying this and, and the reasons why they are enjoying it and then maybe champion those. Also saying it's not for me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's very valid. It's yep. a very, it's, I mean, if you're being honest, you should probably do that. Yeah. Um, he was full of fucking shit, though. I think he was like, there's no one to relate to. I don't get it. I See, the thing is, my theory is, and it's just a theory. I don't have anything, any real information to base this on. I bet your man is a Nazi. And he saw the space Nazis <laughs> wow. and was like, whoa, shit, Nazis are bad. And now other, but okay, so you know what? Fuck this movie. Yeah, I don't, I can't relate to anybody here because there's. Because <laughs> there's. <laughs> The bad guys are the Nazis. Yeah. Do you, you know who Mitchell and Webb are? David Mitchell, um, they're an English comedy duo. And they have this one sketch, uh, which we'll, we'll put up on our on, oh on a blog or whatever. Okay. Um, uh, you hear that, Wallace? Um, it's, uh, and it's, uh, it's Nazis. They're there, you know, they're Nazis. And, and they're talking about, you know, this. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And they're in the, on the battlefield. And then, right. And David Mitchell goes, hey, Hans. And everyone goes, yes. He goes, are we the baddies? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, Look at our uniforms. We've got skulls on them. You know, how we look and the things we're saying. Are we the baddies? So perhaps yeah, this guy was, was like, he became self-aware. Yeah, like, Holy good. shit. The ba- they're the baddies, but yeah. they're the goodies. They're the goodies, yeah. For the record, I did not say he was a Nazi. No, I'm not saying he... I, that's my theory, is that he saw a bit of himself, probably, and Darth <laughs> Vader, maybe, or, or Grandma Tarkin, somebody, and was like, oh, <laughs> no... Don't like it. I think it was cool that both Eber and Cisco were both kind of spot on. Yeah, you know, and like going through their reviews, they weren't like super, like they weren't like hyper fans when Star right. Wars first came out. They were like, it's technological uh, genius. Like this right. film is beautiful. Something and they, never been they had, whatever. you know, they had some criticisms over uh, Ebert was like, uh, I think it was Ebert that had said that he recognized like right away, this is the hero's journey. Um, and he recognized like, okay, so you've got elements of Wizard of Oz. You've got elements of... Um, all these classical like hero tales that are kind of compiled into this one movie. Right. So he was like, it's derivative. It's not very, the story isn't right. original, but he just said that he thought that it was a wonder. And just like he said, it was magic on the screen and it was, he saw it, he watched it for what it was. And then what, and is telling you, you know, when you go in there, don't expect an original thought, so to speak, but look at what is original on the screen. They're doing something that's never been done before and it will change how we um, consume our media. So, and yeah. change our lives. Oh boy, did it! So you mentioned something earlier about <clears throat> how, like, was Star Wars like you know was a bigger fan of it because there there was it wasn't as accessible and you were really excited every time you came across something yeah. that you'd never seen before, right? Yeah. Um, did you ever see 
And I know that uh, Lucas has tried real hard to scrub it from existence, but did you ever see the holiday special? The holiday Christmas special. The holiday Christmas special. Um, I, you know, I think I might have. It might have been on television when it first, because it, got, it was on television over here, right? Like, well, one time. It was, one time, right. It and was, I think it, we got, I, I, I have a vague recollection of Wookiees and it was about, it was about um, uh, Chewbacca's family and all this. So I have a very, very vague recollection right. of that, but yeah. it's very vague and I've never seen it since. Well, you know, since it it was um, trash. He's tried, yeah, and he's tried to kill it, like oh, you yeah. said. It was, like, he's um, embarrassed. He tried too. hard. And like no one will, I think um, Carrie Fisher was the only one that would ever like talk about it on the record, like when people were asking about it. She, that doesn't, you know, that she doesn't surprise me. Knew, she was know, probably like making fun yeah, of it. Oh, she's making fun of her. Every, everyone else is like, fuck off. Um, in fact, I think it was after Force Awakens at some press junket, somebody asked Harrison Ford if he'd ever be involved with a, holiday, a second holiday special, and he was like, I'll kill myself first. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess everybody had to kind of be talked into it. But, you know, there were. Uh, I think there was this, at the time, there was this fear that you know like the, the star wars enthusiasm was going to wane right so you yeah. know lucas and the studio wanted to have something for sure you know and, and there was a fucking again, huge outcry for it people were yeah, dying for anything you know, they could and, get that well, you know we've been watching like as a kid you know we've watching the f- same holiday specials like you know the claymation the the rudolph and the charlie brown the same shit right. year after year after year so it's like oh man something new and right. maybe this would be a tradition so they created a holiday um you know called life day and that's what you know chewbacca is space holiday the, you know the whole thing is chewbacca is trying to get back to um it wasn't called kashik then it was called something else like kazook um <laughs> yeah um trying to get back and but they were like okay you know but television being television in the 70s was like yeah you know we'll do this but it's got to be like Circus of the Stars. You know, you can't so just... people be on it and you, shit? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play the intro for you songs. right now. Is there songs? I'm hoping Oh, my songs. Jesus Variety well, numbers? Yeah, and and some fucking softcore porn. I'm not going to lie to you. Whoa. Yeah, well, not this. Wookie this, porn? This is just the... Well, <laughs> kind of. Um, so this is just the intro. We're going to play the intro for you here. Hopefully this works. And, and if you are alive at all for any of these uh, insane, like, 70s, like, specials, uh, this will sound familiar to you. This is the first time he got credit for that, by the way. Really? Yep. Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. Oh, God. Wait. His father, Itchy. <laughs> and his daughter, Scratchy? His son, Lumpy. Lumpy? His son, Lumpy. Christ. Wait. With special guest star, Beatrice Arthur. <laughs> Be Arthur? Art Carney. Oh my god. Lauren Green? Diane Carroll. <laughs> the Jefferson Starship. Fuck off. Harvey Corman. 
Fucking hell. An animated Star Wars story. That one's for the kids. Yeah. Uh, so Harvey Cor- um Shit, what's his name? Uh, he he played like a Julia Child. He did like a space cooking show on it. It's that the Chewbacca's wife is it's like, like a, watching. It's like a Star Wars version of Celebrity it, Squares. It, it's exactly it is in it is insane, dude. At one point, <laughs> wrote that shit. Uh, at one point, um, Chewbacca's dad goes into this VR headset. Well, I mean, it's pretty you know advanced for a time. You know, they predicted this shit. He puts on this thing on his head. It, it looks like a hair like an old school hair dryer. Yeah, but it's VR, and he is getting seduced. And she, I'm like, by B. Arthur? No, not B. Arthur, by the, the Diane. The, um, Carol? Diane she, Carol? Yeah, she is like, oh, yeah. Wow. This is a sensual experience. So it's I'm furries. It's furries. It's, it was, in, it's like really racy. And even they said, this is kind of like softcore, and we'll see if this goes past the censors. So this is a holiday special that was meant for kids. But what's really insane, uh, dude, it, this whole thing, if you have an opportunity to watch it, you have to watch it just so you can. Well, first of all, one of the creators was like, I was on so much drugs at the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And Coke, just the the trivia behind it, like this holiday special was, but I mean, there was song and dance. There was, um, well, the first 20 minutes, uh, almost the first 20 minutes is almost all in Wookiee and all in subtitled. No. No, just it's just, and it's basically the mom and the dad trying to get the Chewbacca son to take out the damn garbage. That is literally get to school, Lumpy. But it's all, and I mean, and I guess uh, does Lumpy speak English? Does anybody speak English? Well, yeah, I mean, so the Empire's there, and they have a presence, and they're they're trying to find the smuggler Hansel. Oh, Jesus Christ! This thing is insane. Um, Is it available anywhere? Uh, no, it's I, not. That's no, the thing about no, it. No, right? it's not. Lucas has gone out of his way to yeah. find you can find all it. copies. So you can hey, if, you can find it piecemeal. I'm sure on YouTube. There's like PSA here though. If you do happen to have a copy of this, be careful. George Lucas could jump out of a cabinet at any time. Oh yeah, for sure. And try and drown you in his neck you, fat. Yeah. So yeah. watch yourselves. You, you will not watch the holiday special. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's Art Carney is like running a store on Kashyyyk. He's selling yeah, like a, like a general. Store. It's like an old school general store. Um, the the Empire's there. What is it? That was just say that was saying. Oh yeah. So Chewie's late, right? To get to so Life Day. First of all, that's what this is. Holiday special. Right. Well, there's no Christmas obviously in space or in it's that in that universe. Space Christmas. They call it Life Day, right? Fine. So Chewie's trying to get back home. So he's Steve for Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Correct. Yeah. So Han and Chewie have to break through a blockade. That makes Han John Candy. To get to, Sh- to Kashyyyk. Now, everyone knows. No, it wasn't Kashyyyk. It was Kazook. Now, the Empire Kazook. knows that Chewie is trying to get there, so they're trying to catch him, right? So at the general store, where Art Carney is trying to show all these trinkets and future baubles to um, this uh, this this Empire uh, soldier or whatever, um, Chewbacca's wife tell a Confrontella, like basically, like FaceTimes him, right? Really? Yeah. So they have this FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, and so and that's what she's doing. <laughs> but he knows, <laughs> right? Because he speaks Wookie. Art Carney speaks Wookie. Of course he does. Um, he's like, he's like, oh, I know why you're calling. And he looks over his shoulder. He's like, it's because of that big hairy rug that you're expecting. Wink, wink. Right? And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, I have it on good authority that it'll be here soon. Uh, it was hand knit. By a lady all by herself. She made it by hand, solo. Oh, and it, 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 that is straight That's from the script. Bad. It's no, no, dude. That's it is so bad. fucking bad, right? <laughs> 
But anyways, the Empire catches on and shenanigans ensue. But in the in cut in between all of this are all these like song and dance and Jefferson Starship comes and you have this like augmented reality video that they watch. Uh, it's insane. But what's really cool though, uh, and it has been released since it was um, released on the 2011 uh, Blu-ray DVD release of the of the the trilogy was the cartoon that was dropped yeah. in. And the cartoon is insane. It's really fucking good. And it's um, it was kind of the design is in the style of Mobius. The, the art is just wicked. But that was the introduction of Boba Fett. That was the first yeah. time you saw him I on camera. That, yeah. um, and which, hey, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And that is available. We you met can, Boba Fett. You can find that everywhere. Well, we love Boba Fett. Yeah, we met him. Love him. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And when we met Peter Mayhew. You're next. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so but what's really crazy is... Um, Looking at the stills from that cartoon, which is available, you can see that there's a couple of shots that were that the Mandalorian took directly from that cartoon. The new show, The Mandalorian. On Disney the new Plus. show, The Mandalorian, which yeah. is not Boba Fett, maybe, right? I don't know. Who knows? We don't know. Probably not, right? He's not Boba Fett. He's no. not Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. No, he can't be. He, it's the, it's set after uh, it's set after Jedi. It's set after Return of oh, Jedi. Oh, yeah, it is after Jedi. Before right. Force Awakens. Right. So yeah. it's definitely not Boba Fett. He was, at the time, being consumed in the Starlight. Just a, but he got out of that, though. He got out of the Starlock pit. Is that canon? Uh, it is canon, officially. Uh, he got out of the Starlock pit, and then he went, he, he appeared in um, um, Clone Wars. He was in some Clone Wars episodes, I believe. Oh, and he's he? definitely in some Marvel stuff, I mean, too. I knew Darth Maul was in the Clone Wars, but... And he was in some Marvel stuff, too. But yeah, he got out of the Starlock pit. Oh, not Clone Yeah, he was. Um, but, um, but that's another thing. So, but that, so the, the holiday special, if you have an opportunity to watch it, it is just a booze and drug-filled nightmare. It's super entertaining, though, yeah. in that it is like camp I mean it is just camp for camp's sake and so uh, go out of your way to try and, and find it you know, because it'll piss off George for, Lucas forbidden fruit right so forbidden fruit's yeah. always the more you know, pisses off George Lucas the bear yeah um, but so watching that and seeing those stills and talking about that is very reminiscent of what reminds us of the Mandalorian which we both just saw yeah yesterday right we did Disney Plus launched and a couple of days ago did you have we, any problems with Disney Plus uh, no, I didn't. I didn't so either. It was all kinds of. I think that the Disney Plus complaints is a lot. I think that's this generation's Woodstock. You know, if everybody that said that they were at Woodstock were at Woodstock, that fucking right. thing would have been like three million people, right? Yeah, I, I and I feel problems. like the Disney Plus complaints that like everybody had a problem with it because yeah. I don't know anybody. I know yeah. a lot of people that downloaded it and yeah. have the app and watched it on multiple Roku, Apple TV, whatever. No problem. I didn't have a problem either. No problem at all. Um, yeah, and. Uh, it was great. I thought I thought it was it was great. I have notes about it. And it's six dollars a month. Yeah. Se- sorry, seven dollars a month. Six ninety nine. Yeah. Six ninety nine. Yeah. Um. So overall, what did you feel about uh, the Mandalorian? I watched it twice. You too. Wow. Okay. I watched it's it. Forty minutes, right? I, it's quite short. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. There's only eight episodes. Forty three. Um. I watched it at like five thirty in the morning because I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Got up early, made some coffee, buckled down. Quiet See, house now, in the dark. Walls is going to be upset with you That's that you amazing. didn't you didn't document that. Well, I didn't know. I didn't want to spoil anything. I didn't want to do it because it was so early. Yeah. You know, if it was next week, then I would like take pictures because, hey, you've had time. Right. But at 530 in the morning, um, I was in awe. I, it was fun. It was. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. It, I, uh, the cast was great. Uh, oh, Werner yeah. Herzog, uh, oh, Christ, I love him. Scene. So I fucking love him. Yeah. Like I, I absolutely love him. I love everything he's done. I love him when he's acting. I absolutely love him when he's directing, especially when he's doing documentaries. I, I love the sound of his voice. He's fucking great. Um, Nick Nolte as the, um, the kind of animated or the, the, the little guy who taught him how to ride the. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. That's Nick yep. Nolte. Yep. And then you had. Um, is he? Is that was that one of the dudes from Cloud City? I 
dope. Like, well, not exactly, but it's the same race. I'm not sure. I can't think of the name, but um, you had um, uh, uh, as the IG robot. IG eleven, yeah. Uh, was um, was it Taika? Yeah, Taika. Yeah, uh, Tahiti. Yeah, um, which was he was funny and yeah. you know nice little bit of kind of comic relief woven into the you know climactic part of the story. Um, I thought the stormtroopers looked dirty. Do you notice that? Well, remember, there's, there's the something fall. there. Okay, there's this something. The fall of the that, Empire. That I think so is the intentional. Fall. Exactly. I think yeah. that there is no more Empire. These dudes yeah. are just like, Maybe this they're is just armor. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you're playing any RPG and you're like, I need some yeah. armor. So you get, grab the first armor you see yeah. and it's shit armor, but you need it. Yeah. That's what those dudes are. It asks it's a lot still of questions. Like over. Yeah. You know, like who's the other Mandalorian in it? What's to do with the armor? It looks like he's rebuilding his armor. What's that about? I'm sure yeah. we're going to get to all that. Yep. The music is fucking great. It was terrific. The music was really good. Super uh, spaghetti western esque. A man with no name in space is what uh, I wrote yeah, down. I, I think that's I, I, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then I loved uh, the spaceship. Uh, I thought interesting was uh, uh, it looked like, um, and this is a callback. <laughs> Uh, to a film we've discussed before, Battle Beyond the Stars. A little bit, yeah. It looked just like that spaceship in it. And I was like, yeah. God, that's the spaceship. Now, yeah. again, Eli then brought out the, because he had already had a, a, a copy of that spaceship. Like what? Little, really? They yeah. make it already? Yeah, that's already made. That's oh. that's like a Mandalorian ship, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. So, um, and then there was questions my kids like, so is that Boba Fett? I'm like, no, it's a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. um, I had to explain that to Kyle today. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, he's like, oh, it's Izzy Buff. No, it's a Mandalorian. What's a Mandalorian? It's their it's race of people from from, yeah. from a planet called Mandalore. Mandalore. And he's like, yeah. what? And I'm like, it was a whole conversation. Right. Yeah. To, anyway, but, um, and then it was so fun. And John Favreau kind of wrote it, fucking uh, produced he, it. Yeah. I mean, he's behind the whole thing. And uh, it, it cost a hundred million. It looks like it did. It looks really good. That episode cost a hundred million? No, the whole the show. show okay. The whole right. like. Because it, no, it looks like they spent some money show. on it. Yeah, while looks, also being minimal enough it's, that it's it's what we talked about a minute ago. Yeah, about Star Trek, it's serialized Star Wars, and what the fuck is not to love about that, yeah. man? I mean, no, no we've had a, the it animated does shows. Does the universe a little yeah, bit? We've it had shows. the animated shows, we've had Clone Wars, yep. we've had Rebels, and we have Resistance now, currently on the cartoon or the Disney or Disney X. Plus now, and on Disney Plus. But it's great to have live action, mm-hmm. fucking serialized Star Wars. And a grit. Yeah, it's it, it, it's. It's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And I'm really happy about yeah. it. And I think that we're going to really, it's going to be really fun. To, I think to, it posed a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, it left me like, well, okay, I can't wait to see. And I kind of, I want to think that I know where the series is going after this first episode. And I thought that there was um, a little bit of telegraphing the end of it. Um, that was it. Was well, let's say not it? say, no, 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 not yet. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we we should let people experience it as they. I mean, I, right. I get it. They probably Remember, won't hear this for a few days. Of an eight, sure, part yeah. um, show. But I, there was the twist, and not really a twist, but the end of the it's episode. Surprise, yeah, it's not really a twist. It's not M Night. It's just the end of the episode is like, the cliffhanger, oh. I guess. Right? It's yeah. a cliffhanger. Hmm. Yeah. So the the cliffhanger. Yeah. I kind of suspected something, but not that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So anyway, um, but we won't talk about that. But um. I thought it was cool with the carbonite, how he was putting people in carbonite. Remember, that was a Vader deal. That wasn't Boba Fett's deal. Vader was the one who came up with the idea of putting someone Are in carbonite. Are you sure about that? 100%. No, no, no I watched back over because he was like watching them do it. Because like, Boba Fett was like, are you sure he'll survive the process? I will he'd lose money if he doesn't. Yeah. And Vader oh, was like, yeah, he'll you're be right, fine. You're right, you're right. He'll be fine. He'll. That's what we're going to test on Solo. Yeah. You know, and there was a whole, com- but now obviously it's been adopted by Bounty Hunters because oh, it yeah. worked with Solo Hell yeah, to Jabba the Hutt. So what a great way to transport the bad guys. Um, Horatio Sands was the blue guy. Did you know that? 
I didn't look. Yeah. It, I get that now. I, you know, I thought it was somebody else, but yeah, it was um, Ray Shorsan. So yeah, um, yeah, it was cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll have lots of little mini guest stars throughout that fucking. Yeah, like the cab driver. Yeah, the cab. What's his, his name? Brian uh, Posehn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw he put that out there. So yeah. he's like, "Look, I'm in it. I'm fucking I'm, in it," which we would all do. Yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah. that would be so cool. Um, but uh, yeah, Mandalorian, man, it's gonna be. Uh, it was, it's great start. Let's it was. let's keep it going. Yep. And um, yeah, um, if you haven't checked it out oops uh you should check it out but the mandalorian actually you know alludes a little bit back to the holiday special there's a couple things in the holiday special <laughs> Is everything gonna go back to well the no 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 thing? just this because i thought it was important was that they did mention life day um and I, I i you know i haven't read too many of the books so i can't say if it was already a thing but i thought it was a nice callback but then there was that one shot of him sweeping his gun around that was almost identical to that picture I showed you from the holiday special. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it was the yeah. same. And obviously, and he's got the same a, gun. That was the same gun. And yeah. it was pretty unique. And it's not like it's a like, two oh, well, it's a, yeah. yeah, yeah, look like a tuning fork. Yeah, Mandalorian, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, yeah, check it out. All right, so Disney Plus is out. We just kind of talked about that. Um, and the cool thing was, after watching Mandalorian, I said, well, let me check out Star Wars, yeah, the film, course. because yeah. all the films are out there, except yep. for Last Jedi. Last Jedi's not out there yet. So oh. they have everything up to last year. I don't okay. know if that's still on Netflix yet or there's some kind of deal, but they mm. it's not released officially sure. um, on the Disney Plus channel. So that's I was a little bit not disappointed, but I was just like, oh, what's up with that? You know, All but right. um, but I did um, I start watching um, a lot of extra stuff, and I realized after talking to you today that I've missed a lot of these extra deleted scenes. Yeah. Um, through the years because and and each one of these if you watch the movie you can then just go to extras and go to delete scenes and show all these different awesome. scenes so I watched them all yeah. <laughs> for every film does it except quick, for Force Awakens it doesn't have delete scenes quick, for that quick question for you because I, I just scanned to see what was out there but I didn't really do a deep dive because I didn't have time but do you get to choose which version of the movies no you, okay and I'll talk about that. Okay. Well, I'm f- I because the care. reason I'm why I first that. started, I started looking is like, I wonder in Return of the Jedi, is it still Hayden Christensen? Yeah, it still fucking is. Okay. So, but then I I started looking at them, and then I started um, um, seeing things like um, uh, uh, it's funny to hear like uh, the real voices on some of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because on some of these characters, because you got to right. think about it, like they uh, Lucas would dub people's voices in that he didn't necessarily like. For example, the famous one is Darth Vader right. to from David Prowse to James Earl James Jones. Jones. Yeah, and David Prowse has gone on the record saying that he, he was very upset about that. Yeah, and he didn't realize this at the time, and obviously Lucas at the time knew he was always going to dub him over, but he was delivering those lines as if they were going to be Darth Vader's right. lines. Yeah, and um, throughout the thing and. Uh, I believe he's been banned. Uh, well, when Lucas filmed, when Lucas owned Lucas on Star Wars, maybe not now, but he was banned from any officially sanctioned Star Wars event. David Prowse was because he he would annoy the shit out of him too much, so he stopped <laughs> inviting him to all the cool things, okay. cool things. Yeah. Um, but if you've never heard of David Prowse, he's got a West Country, uh, I think it's West Country, like a Cornwall like English accent. So, hey, you sound like a farmer. Who are I? Yeah. Am your father, Luke? Yeah. So it would sound would have like sounded, a bodybuilder, right? Like yeah, a good dude. Yeah, yeah, and it would have sounded yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but um, uh, no. But James Earl Jones obviously <laughs> that voice made so the character. Much, yeah, yeah. But um, but there there is a funny one um that is uh, uh <laughs> found on Twitter the other day, and um. It's uh, Chewbacca. So I always, I, I didn't, I want to just play this out. So basically what this is, this is Chewbacca. This is how they just filmed it. This is not a direct lift from the movie. It's how they would have filmed this part of, uh, uh, well, basically Peter Mayhew right. delivering the line. Yeah. And then they just put in the Wookiee after, right, you know? Yeah. 
because you know I mean they, we see that now all the time yeah, with like blues yeah. like with uh, digital the, the yeah because there's and there's a back Andy and forth and between yep, him yep, and yep. the other characters yep. so they have to know to cue on their lines yep. stuff right right but here's a little snippet of some some uh, some of that like off like real footage right not edited with Peter Mayhew's voice so the first voice you'll hear is Chewbacca's voice just I'll put that out there the first voice you'll hear is Chewbacca's voice then you hear Han Solo yeah and and it'll go on so here it is. That old man's mad. You said it, Chewie. Boy, where did you dig up that old fossil? Where the hell are you going? Where the hell All right, don't lose your temper. I'll come right back and give you a hand. We good. <laughs> make my report. Tell him we leave it then. All right. I'll tell him. Oh, boy. So you can tell he's in his mask just yelling. The, se- the second part, right? Was him sitting on top of the Millennium Falcon from yeah. Empire Strikes Back when he's trying to fix it? Yeah. Where the fuck are you going? Yeah. And I, I, I never really think it makes perfect sense, but I don't think I realized that that's what they're doing until like yesterday when I watched that for the first time and burst my whole laugh and I was like, well, of course they did that. Yeah. I mean, it, not him going rrr, rrr, all the time because right, he doesn't right, right. even. It's it's yeah, lines no, and walruses post. and shit. Yeah. But they would have obviously done the back and forth. Yeah. He would have acted those lines out. But he's just yelling, where the hell are you going? You know, I, I almost wish we had the film with him doing that. Yeah. Maybe someone, some fan, it, needs to remake this film or just and just splice in that voice through all the Chewbacca bits. And uh, I think oh, that would be worth seeing. That would That'd be, be so much fun. And you know what I'd love to see is like Kenny Baker's voice, like talking to, to Anthony Daniels. Right. And just right. Instead of hearing the beeps and the boops. Right. But, and hear what he actually said. But there's, um, uh, they did not get along. So oh, yeah. he was probably telling the fuck off half the time. But there was um there's other people, like I said, there's there's David Prowse and then there's Peter Mayhew. Um and then there's um if you remember in Star Wars when they went to the Cantina and you yeah. had the, the robot racist bartender, right. uh, his name is Warher. Did you know that? Sure. I did not know <laughs> I did not know that. Um because he dubbed his uh voice too. So that bit where he goes, um, no droids allowed in here. And it was a very kind of manly, we don't serve their kind in here. Yeah. Manly American Western style yeah. accent. It was a we don't serve our kind in here, mate. All right. <laughs> it was like another weird Yorkshire style uh, sure. English accent too, and didn't sound right. But I found those, and I went into a Werher rabbit hole then, because there's a whole lot of canon and backstory about that character. Sure. I just was like, that's just, well, I just had to step away, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's easy to do. Um. But if you go on uh, and watch these and like go to the, each film and watch the deleted scenes, you'll see these real voices. You'll hear these real voices. And that's what's kind of funny. Um, but I watched them all. So and I kind of um, I, I pulled them all together. So in Star Wars, the first one, they actually go to Tashi Station. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. So he went to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. There's actually a bit where you go with him to Tashi Station and he'll meet other characters. He meets this girl played by Koo Stark, who was kind of famous in the UK for a while for dating Prince Andrew. Um, and then this and her boy Tashi's her boyfriend and they're just giving Luke a hard time oh yeah and then Biggs is there yep. back from the academy and uh, they're fucking going on and, and they have a heart to heart yeah they do have a heart to heart like a little private conversation yeah. which gets revisited then in the other deleted scene that's been added in to certain ones of the movies um, where you know they see each other because Biggs you know dies in that in, in, in New Hope and it was kind of an emotional moment spoilers sorry kind of an emotional moment because they, they were it was this childhood friend they yeah. known since yeah, they were yeah. kids yep so it kind of makes more sense because there's a bit of like emotional gravitas to that when Luke hears Biggs is dead he's like fuck yep. but um, 
interesting enough, they were they had this conversation about um, space commerce and the central systems. So we kind of got a glimpse of, of what like Phantom what Menace? Lucas was kind of combing in with Phantom Menace and all that trade embargo bullshit. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was fucking weird. And and there we go. There's a little just a little touch of it, and he finally got to fucking act that whole shit out. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, George. And then um, in in uh, Empire, there was uh, an ice creature massacre. Like there was ice creatures trying to break in the whole time they were in Hoth into the underground base and there was a bit where like there was all these murder like dead they had to fight the ice creatures and there's rebels walking around like mass bodies of ice cre- ice creatures it's fucking bizarre and I'm glad they cut that shit out um, there's bits for, the bits from Return of Jelly the best bit in that where they had all these like face on camera shots of all these fighter pilots as they go through lines they're, they're being fed lines which you can hear them being fed oh, lines yeah. through their headphones and they just have to repeat them and uh, interestingly enough, there was no women pilots in Return of the Jedi in the as rebels, but they had they definitely had two because the they show these two oh, okay. delivering the lines. Yeah, and one of them is the older lady was fucking hilarious. couldn't hear what they were saying. <laughs> like, what did you say that that shoot at the tower? Can you repeat that one? Uh, well worth seeing that they had um, uh, a Mon Calamari guy like dressed up in the whole and they kept on feeding them fucked up lines like I'm never flying Lucas Airways again oh, I'm never flying Lucas Airways again and fried calamari tonight and he would repeat back the right, lines yeah. so that's really really worth seeing um, they still have Hayden Christian in the end of Return of Jedi yeah. uh, there's no Force Awakens um, uh, delete scenes um, oh there is there is I'm sorry there is there was one uh, there's no uh, Last Jedi like I said the Force the, the best one of the Force Awakens delete scenes was where they have um, Chewie tear off Unkar Plutt's arm and Unkar Plutt was oh, the Simon Pegg character yeah. who was giving her the rationing yeah, yeah. Um, in um, uh, What's-Her-Name's castle um, when they went on in, uh, to um, What's-Her-Name the little um, um, Oh, Maz Yeah, they went to Ma- they Maz went to her, yeah, yeah. yeah, they went to her um, her cantina Yeah He shows up there was fucking with Ray You're coming with me Chewie steps in and tears his arm off. Oh. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Don't know why they didn't leave that in. Huh. That was great. Yeah. Well, we're checking that bit out. I watched the Phantom Menace. I watched Attack of the Clones and I watched Revenge of the Sith delete scenes. None of them were talking about. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> just like those movies. So, um, but that was kind of interesting and fun. Well, I'm glad that that's available. I'm yeah, glad that, I mean, that's pretty Definitely cool. check it out. Yeah. With the release again of uh, all the movies, once again, for us to check out, uh, obviously someone went straight to Star Wars to check on, like I checked on to see if uh, Hayden Christian was still in Return of the Jedi, which he was, sadly, um, uh, at the very end. Uh, someone went to check on the, the Greedo solo scene. Jesus in Christ. I know. It's just like... Okay, yeah, fine. Stop. Just leave no. all this alone. For, the more people are still looking into this, the more... I, I wrote in, in some notes, um, which is kind of telling about this particular thing, and, uh, and I tried to write down... Uh, uh, who shot first and I wrote the autocorrected to who shit first yep. and that's kind of how I feel about it who fucking gives a shit about this but yep. people do oh, people know. still give a shit about it so if you don't know what's happened is um, that scene has been changed again Yeah. again so it started off the one we all saw when we were kids Han Solo shot Rito first right. he blew him away yep. which is the right thing to do okay. that's what Han would do sure. right George Lucas went back and changed it and said that they both shot at the same time okay and then I think he changed it again to saying that Greedo shot first. No, actually, he changed it to Greedo shot first and Han moved his head out of the way and then shot back. Like, he digitally moved Harrison Ford's sure. head okay. and then he shot back and killed him. And then they changed it again to the, they both shot at the same time. 
So that's three times they've changed. And now here it is again. Yeah, okay. They didn't tell anybody they were changing it, but they yeah, changed it again. Sure. And this is what it sounds like now. Just for good to that please, that kind of that Oscar. Yes, I bet you have. Okay. So that's it, right? That's the that's the little tiny blurb. Right. And what's different about this is that he says, I've been waiting a long time for this solo. Yeah. Solo goes in in, in Yeah, Rhodesia. I bet you have. Solo goes a bit of they and shoot. He says, hey, they shoot at the same time. By the way, they okay. still left that part in. All right. But then Greedo says Maganki. Right. He's never said Maganki before. Right. Why did he say Maganki? Why did they even do that? And why didn't they tell anybody they're doing it? Yeah. What does Maganki mean? What the fuck is going on? Well, what I had read was it means this will be the end of you, or this is the end of you. It's like a battle cry. I guess. Yeah. But why? Why you. put it in? What the fuck does it matter? I don't know. Why are they still fucking with this one scene? Why can't they just leave these films alone? Like what? The, like what? It makes no fucking sense. And I I don't understand why. We 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 covered this before. Yeah. And as we said, you like, and Tim gave me the business at Comic Con years ago because <laughs> I was did. like, I don't give right. a shit. Right. It does not affect my uh, nothing at all. And I would disagree with that. Uh, but no, you can't disagree that I don't give a shit. No, no, I, no. I agree with you not giving a shit. That's fine. But yeah. I, I I think it does something to the character it changes the character's arc slightly but again I cared enough to talk about it five or six years ago with you yeah. and then I forgot about it like right. within 20 fucking minutes sure. but people can't leave no, this they alone can't let it go yeah. to the point where the, the filmmakers the people responsible for this movie continue can't leave it alone either yeah no I, so I on both sides I, I, I don't what I think we should do is one let's thank everybody for listening to this episode oh yeah um, and we thank you we're going to close it out with something else we thank you for listening to this episode this special Star Wars episode very yeah, we know it's a little bit, it was a long one but yeah. it's, it is it is it's a big deal man yeah. the movie's coming out we're going to intro it yeah it's like a month away man it's the 19th for sure yeah right do we know the time yet I don't know that we know the time yet but we'll get the time we'll have it all posted we'll, we'll um, so come watch us intro this movie and just go see the movie yeah and go see it whether it's us yeah. or not just go so see don't it. pirate it though yeah. don't watch it like on your phone or, like, right. watch it in the theater yeah. where it's supposed to be seen yeah this movie means an awful lot to us, obviously. Um, it's from our childhood to our adulthood now, and then we're passing it on to our children. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and um, so it's going to be really fun and emotional kind of roller coaster, hopefully, on, on, on the 19th of December for us. Um, the Guido thing, uh, uh, thanks for listening to us 100% uh, at H Space Invaders on Twitter and Instagram, or Facebook backslash Headspace Invaders. We really thank everybody for listening to this. We're going to end, uh, we're going to thank to Wallace, of course. Thank you, Wallace. Thank you, Wallace. And we're going to end on the the Greedo thing. We're going to do, uh, we're going to give the last word to um, to the person who probably deserves the last word um, on this. And this was basically when um, when Harrison Ford was on the press junket for Force Awakens. He was fucking asked about this fucking goddamn thing uh, by this guy. Of course. Yep. And, yep, yep, um, yep. Of course. His yep. response will be what we'll end with. Um, I think it's perfect. You shoot Greedo first, or did Greedo shoot you first? Um, I don't care.